The growing calls across the nation to defund the police. To end policing as we know it. Off the charts violence in New York City. 11 people shot in just eight hours on Sunday. This is Sunday. about the police officers, officers who every single day put on that uniform and they run towards danger when we run away from it. Hands up, giddy up, Wolfpack. Welcome back to Failure to Stop. This is the Comm Center with Jonathan Bates. That's right. Drew Breezy, still lost and gone forever. We miss him. And Eric's also gone too. Oh, wait, he just dropped back into the studio. Sorry, everyone. Sorry, Drew. I just told everyone that you were dead, but you just came back. Everyone, this is Failure to Stop. This is the number one podcast where police meets society and culture. Failure to Stop is a whole franchise of family-friendly podcasts, except for like four of them. On Monday... Uncuff with Jay Darrell White. Tuesday night shift with Andrea up late. She brings you all the murder, mystery, and mayhem. They can barely stand to keep you awake all night long. On Wednesday, all the news you need. Could be fake news. Could be real news. Either way, you're going to sound like a hit at the barbecue for some of the things that you'll hear there if you say them to your friends. Thursday night, it's the communications room with Lieutenant Andrew Baxter, also known as Andrew up late. I don't know if some of you are following that on Instagram. That song is unfolding. Friday is the original show, the OG show, but now new and approved with Drew Breezy. It's failure to stop. Drew, you are back from your cruise. You were looking surprisingly alive, considering I had I had written you off as dead. You're not waterlogged. You're not sunburned. You're not swollen with bee welts uh, or anything else. Uh, it's good to have you back. I missed you, buddy. I believed in you. I believed you would survive. How are I you, did. old friend? Uh, I'm doing great. <clears throat> Excuse me. I did survive. Uh, hold on a second. Uh, f- uh, let me do something here. All right. Guys, this show is brought to you by Ghostbed. If you're an alien abductee or you just live in Las Vegas, it's hard to get a good night's sleep. <laughs> we want to make sure that you get one of those and you can get one on Ghostbed. They've been a loyal sponsor since day one. All of our fans and hosts rave about them because their mattresses are super comfortable. Do you, do you not like to be comfortable? You must not since you don't have a ghost bed. They last forever and a day because they were made in the United States of America. Every mattress has a 20-year warranty, and you can try it out for 101 hot nights. And if you don't like it, you can send it back without any hard feelings. Our favorite thing at GhostBed is the mattress, which gives you that awesome cooling technology so that even if you are hot at night, in the middle of summer, trying to cool your laptop with packages of ice, you can stay cool on a GhostBed. Perhaps you could get a GhostBed for your computer so your computer stays cool. Right now, GhostBed's offering a sale. You go to GhostBed.com forward slash Wolfpack. Use the offer code Wolfpack. You can get a mattress for 0% down, 0% financing, even if you have the credibility, or excuse me, the credit of Eric Tanzi. Go to GhostBed.com forward slash Wolfpack and get a good night's sleep. Drew, welcome back to the show. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, I, I had a little uh, clearing of the throat problem. Hey, John, uh, just to let you know, there is a uh, another issue with the chat. I don't know if you're having the same Yeah, thing I can't I see anybody chatting. I assume everyone is on <clears throat> the show. Hey, everybody, if you're still here, otherwise we cannot see a damn thing that you're saying, but we, we know that you're just uh, talking about how much you love my beard. Type a number one if you love, love my number three. If you, if you hate it and you wish I would shave it off, type a number one. Also, I would like you to write a number two if you think I have used up every bit of energy that i have at the beginning of this podcast you, you only be downhill from here you, what'd you, you say drew you, you turned it over to me for uh 0.4 seconds i had to clear my throat and oh. then and, and then I drew, got what's point. tonight's show about <laughs> how was your cruise buddy how was your cruise oh it was great it was a disney cruise and let me tell you something uh i i think our our message is being heard across america listen 
I went on this cruise uh, with this one thought in mind. Like, I, I'm not a huge Disney fan. I'm not anti-Disney by any stretch of the I imagination. They they provide a lot of. Uh, I, I love them simply, if not, if not for anything other than there's no um, state income tax where I live because of them, pretty much. There's no, there's no state income tax where I live, and we we don't have Disney here either. Right, you don't have a grocery store within forty miles either. But we, we kill anyway. our food here, Drew. <laughs> So um, I'm not anti-Disney by any stretch, but I, I you know, I, I, everyone's always up in arms over going woke and black mermaids and blah, blah, blah. I always, uh, I, or I went into this thinking or knowing, look, this is for the kids. Let, let's just let the, the kids have a blast. This could be the, the deal of a lifetime for them. And I'm going to tell you, much ado about nothing. There was, there was one tiny little display in one tiny gift shop of pride material. There was, Oddly, a, a trans person on the ship. Nobody gives a shit. Um, and it, it just, it's not in your face as it used to be. I don't know if this is like Dylan Mulvaney kind of, or Michael Eisner has come back and just said, hey, guys, just chill out a little bit. I mean, it was all about fun. And it was all about, it was about Disney characters for the kids. And, uh, you know, we, we got to play along just, uh, <clears throat> just for that reason, uh, you know, just to to play along for the kids. So um, <clears throat> the cruise itself was wonderful. We went to uh, Mexico. We went to we didn't get off the ship in Mexico because uh, the the uh, my stepdaughter was like, uh, uh, oh, I'm I'm reading the comment that's uh, that's up there. It looks like Streamyard has put something up there for yeah, us. But no that's comments. You. This is all we could get. Anyway, your daughter <laughs> on the cruise. Uh, she refused to get off the ship in Mexico. I I think that she feared she was going to be human trafficked. I did see a story in the news today that two people were found dead in their hotel room in in uh, in uh, in Mexico. So maybe she had that crystal ball working, and I'm I'm glad. Maybe she uh, listened went... to the show where I predicted your death, and I had dreams every night too. Oh, I died. I Let's yeah. I, I'm skipping. I, I definitely uh, you, you definitely know I skipped. Died. Yeah, I, I skipped the headlines. Um, I beat up a shark. The sharks are the bees of the sea. Is that what we decided? So at any rate, um, I defeated my shark nemesis. I got back on the ship. We had a blast. We went to Cayman. I, uh, I pet a dolphin. Uh, the, the dolphin wanted to make love. I wasn't able to. Uh, the pool was cold john so uh and then i went you know we that went... doesn't stop dolphins they tend to be the aggressors actually andrea and i are going to uh for a future night shift overtime episode address uh the scourge of the seas <laughs> anyway i'm interrupting again go ahead i love when you interrupt and then um because it doesn't throw me off track at all so i went to uh from there i went to um um what, uh, what, uh, it, it, it'll come to me in a second. It's another Okay, place so your daughter was afraid of being human trafficked, and maybe she yeah. was right, but I had a crystal ball because I saw this coming, and you died multiple times. No, I wouldn't say I died multiple times. I mean, I, I mean, I had to, I had to leave my room, if that's what you mean. Like, you know, to me, that's dying sometimes. Like, a serious God. question. What the hell do you do on a cruise? Did you go play shuffleboard and like... Oh, you eat. No, yeah, I didn't play boring. shuffleboard. That's... 
You, you know, that playing shuffleboard is so uh, 70 sitcom, John, so love boat. I mean, like we didn't go to the Lido deck and play shuffleboard. Uh, I didn't fear that I was going to lose my uh, lose my lover to the tennis instructor. Um, it, it just didn't. It, there was no Mr. Roper, you know, or Mr. Groper around there anywhere. Uh, it just doesn't work that way. But I'm sure uh, I'm sure a young audience appreciates those references. Yeah, it's timely. I know. <laughs> Uh, Norman Fell. I'm sure they all know who that is. Yes, the of great, course. The great actor, Norman Fell. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at any rate, we made it back. Um, I, I was minimally burnt. Uh, oh, Jamaica. We spent some time in Jamaica. This wonderful, peaceful uh, river that uh, starts in, a, in the mountains as a spring. And it flows down the mountains and it creates this river and it dumps out to the ocean well in betwixt in the river they have these kind of like taxis sort of that are just big rafts made out of bamboo because bamboo grows so freely by the river and these guys just take you on a like a like an hour cruise around the river on the bamboo and uh it was delightful you could hear like you could hear parrots and you could <laughs> you could hear wildlife i mean uh you know i i think there was a kangaroo at one point uh but it was just so serene. Um, I had my stepson with me and, uh, I, you know, I, w- I always wonder what's going through the mind of a nine year old. And I'm like, are you okay? Are you scared? Or like, cause the, the river was murky because the, there'd been plenty of rain. And so I was like, are you scared? And he was like, it's just so peaceful. And he's nine. So, uh, we had a blast on the cruise, John. Uh, I missed you last week. I was able to watch parts of the show. I was able to even, I think I even, um, what do you call it? The thing that we can't do tonight, to chat it. I, I think I even, you know, ironically, when I was in the middle of the ocean, I was able to chat with you. And uh, here I am in my uh, normal studio and I can't even well, chat you, with people. You can talk, talk to me. You can just use your words. Um, no, that was weird. I was actually asleep when the show broadcast because I was right between shifts, but uh, yeah. I couldn't sleep knowing that my show was going on without me. So I jumped into the chats just to see how it was going. I have to say, though, like me and Tansy have zero chemistry. We did not ignite the failure to stop audience. We got no voicemails this week. I was expecting because it's like no offense to you, Drew, because you're the you're, you're the cerebral one. You're like Donatello on this team. OK. And uh, me and, uh, you know, I'm like Raphael and he's like Michelangelo. Like we're the ones who kind of can riff off of each other. And, we, are, you know, I'm obviously kind of more edgy than he is and then you know so I, these are ninja turtle references by the way it's kind of what you were too busy to do in the 80s was ninja turtles but anyway so we didn't get any voicemails saying like man like tansy and john ought to team up more often we didn't get any voicemails saying like man it's too bad that john never wound up on last call because that would have been a great show that never happened uh, we didn't get any voicemails saying like condolences to wisconsin we didn't get any voicemails saying like steer clear of the bees, John. Like literally last week was the show that might have ended Com Center. I don't know. I don't know if any are you if you're listening right now, press one. Yeah, I, I do feel uh somewhat bad uh because <clears throat> from from the ship on Friday, I think it was Deadleg's big debut on the Friday show, but from the yeah, ship. Yeah, which I was, was like, bullshit. How does he get on the big Friday show before <laughs> me? It's because he was a cop, right? It's because well, yeah, he was I a mean, cop, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. There's okay. a pecking order. Yeah. Uh so yeah, I mean he had pre- he had qualified. He pre-qualified. So I I just uh um, You know, I've enforced more laws uh, like in my recreation time than he ever did when he was on duty. Okay? 
Just so you guys know, it doesn't oh, take I, a badge and a gun to enforce the law. It just takes daylight and a determination that exceeds all reason. Baby, that's me. There isn't any doubt in my mind that you've uh, busted more, uh, busted up more shoplifting rings than uh... sovereign police officer. Okay, listen, I don't make yeah. an oath to a crummy, suck ass badge. I just go out there and do what's right, and I don't yeah. clock in and clock out like Josh Henderson. Give me a break. <laughs> Way to dox. So, it's uh, already out there. People know. <laughs> All right. So at any rate, here's here's what happened. Let, let me just fast forward a little bit. I'm trying to monitor the chat from my tiny little phone that's in front of me, and I'm not. It's just it's kind of not working. So can you see the chat where you are? I can't. I brought in Deadleg to see if he could throw him up. So he's doing it for us. Are you able to throw up any of those chats, Deadleg? Sorry, by the way, for telling everyone your government name. Yes. Yes, Josh Henderson. Triple has fixed the chat. Well, throw up some of them chats, buddy. My sister's out there commenting, and no one could see my sister's comments. I got the show so that people could see what my sister thinks. So We, we might have to like exit and re-enter like we did uh, just before we went on. I, I don't know what's going on with this. I don't uh, know. Guys, software. StreamYard is like, you know, it's like this yeah, nobody cares. third party. Yeah, there's Death's Love. That's oh, yeah, and cool. man carry. I don't I can't read what he says because my computer is like 20 feet away from me being cooled by an ice bath. So it says something <laughs> cool though. It to, says to, to be fair, fair flee Las Vegas too. It's Las Vegas. That's that's oh, okay. completely true. Can, yeah, now I look like I can't read, which is always a, a great sight. All right, me. I, I want to address something that, that occurred to me. And this this is something that uh, really gets under my skin sometimes, and I shouldn't let it, but I do. So I'm not going to go on this, uh, this long rant like I thought I was going to go on because uh, something happened in, the, in, in betwixt. It's the second time I've used that word. Uh, but <clears throat> I was... Uh, uh, Scrolling around Instagram, and I saw uh, a not-for-profit page had done a podcast where they talked to a dispatcher, and and basically his caption was, you know what what people a lot of people don't realize is that they're you know basically that the dispatchers don't get any closure. Look, I'm not going to mention the podcast because I, I don't fear the competition. I, in fact, I invited the guy to come on, um, but I don't want to call attention to this. Uh, I, I'm not. I'm a little embarrassed at my own uh, uh, behavior, but not for the reason you think, and definitely not for the reason the other person thinks, probably. So <clears throat> what essentially happened was I just chimed in as Drew Breezy and said, hey, I really appreciate you covering stuff like this. This has kind of been my passion. Well, here, as a matter of fact, John, I, I can show you. Thank you for asking. Um Yes, this is a podcast. Show our listeners what you yeah, got. Yeah, it says, uh, I said, thank you for talking about this. Highlighting the subpar treatment of telecommunicators and acknowledging their traumas has been my passion for a few years. And it will be till the day I die. Just, just know that commitment, John. It says, uh, it's been my passion for years and it will be to the day I die. Uh, I said, my profile has resources and I also have a research project on the topic. If anyone wants to DM me for it, keep fighting the good fight. So, you know, it was just kind of like a, hey, man, I appreciate what you're doing. And, uh, you know, I, I don't want to take away uh, anything that you did. But at the same time, like, I, I, I got stuff, too. I mean, like, I, I can help you out or I can help anybody that may have come across your podcast if they're looking for stuff. Um, and I'll show you. Let me show you this real quick. This is. Um, I wouldn't uh, be able to read it on a normal day, but now I have no chance. So, yeah, this. um 
so everyone will know, is called the Mitigating Workplace Stress and Trauma in the Civilian Sector. It's dated February 4, 2019. It's, it was authored by Lieutenant Andrew Baxter of the Department of Patrol Services. Never heard of him. It was a it was a it was a promotional like a as a as a thing for a promotion that I did. I think I read that once. It's essentially thirty six pages long, and uh, I did a very deep dive into dispatcher trauma, and I did a a very deep dive into, um, you know, the the ills and uh, of what nine one one operators go through, and um, actually what child abuse investigators go through. I I went into a lot of stuff, so. the point of me telling you that is that it exists and it has also come in handy in the past because I know that there are people from other agencies that have actually hit me up for that and they've used it to um, kind of craft their message to the administration. I know one, I know for a fact one guy who was in the same position I was at a different agency ended up, you know, uh, bargaining um, with the, the union somehow and getting them more money and getting, so I know that the thing is doing good. I know it's successful and it, it definitely, I poured my heart and soul into that. And to be quite honest with you, when I was, uh, you know, a Lieutenant up there, I poured my heart and soul into that job. There's, you, you're never going to take that away from me. You're never going to take that experience away from me. Um, you know, I, while I was up there, we had, th- um, three deaths. We had three dispatchers that died. I had disciplined cases uh, that I had to demote friends. I had to write up friends. We also had uh, cases where I got to promote friends. Um, you know, th- that that was a roller coaster. And I'm going to tell you, I'm an empath. So when when the room is dark, in, in the literal sense, I take it all in. And, and you know, we, we dealt with a very heavy topic. We dealt with a, a, a guy who, who uh, committed a murder suicide on our radio, so our dispatchers were listening. Um, I had to kind of manage uh, the chaos that ensued from that. I had to make sure that everybody was safe, and you know, like I'm not lamenting this. This I felt to be my job and my duty. Two of the main dispatchers that were working did not take it well, and um, you know, I, I was at a Christmas party one night, and uh, that like that night. It was pretty close to Christmas, and I stepped out of the Christmas party to call them both and make sure that they were doing okay. And uh, just, I'm just telling you, um, I, I come from a place of like, I just care about these people. Like, I care about you, John. I care about. So <clears throat> the point is this: when you got an advocate, maybe you should just get behind the advocate. Maybe you should, I mean, you know, you don't have to get behind me. Like you have your own voice. I I'm, I'm here to amplify your voice. I'm here to, I'm here to say nothing while you shout. I I don't, I don't care. I'll do whatever you want me to do. You specifically, John, or you, anybody that's a dispatcher. I don't usually Uh, think something until you tell me what it is. So, or a telecommunicator. Well, this was her response. This is where somebody's off response. It says, uh, Drew Breezy, thank you, but please consider your audience. This is a dispatcher post, not a telecommunicators post, uh, uh, not telecommunicators. I feel like that label is slightly demeaning. What we go through can be debilitating at times. It takes a special type of person in such skill. No offense taken. I just wanted to bring it to your attention, but please respect the title. Thank you. Okay. So she took We have a time. show that's about making you feel respected. We uh, work, she she we felt work. that she needed to take the time out of her day to tell we me, work to, our, to correct but, me. But that. she feels that way because she's so disrespectful. She, she, she can't assume that anyone respects her. Listen, lady, we're here. We're yeah. here every week and, and that's for why 24 I say, weeks. I busted my butt to make you feel better. 
And when you get your advocate, don't. Uh, and listen, here's what I've here's what I'll say. And I don't know if she's listening or not. I invited her in my Instagram stories to call in, as a matter of fact. And I don't I don't see her calling in. Um, listen, here here's what I'll tell you. If I open my mouth about something, I've already done the research, right? Uh, and and this is going to sound very terse, and this is going to sound very rude to maybe the dispatchers. It's because Do I'm it. I'm passion i'm impassioned and i'm a little bit upset about it get get them okay correct me if i'm wrong i won't but if i'm not wrong shut the fuck up that was a little harsh i would have just said please be quiet but you did you'll put on an extra layer that'll help through the podcast and the yeah i I, i'm i'm telling you you need you need to calm down lady like telecommunicators first of all is not a dispatch it's not a demeaning term it's called national telecommunicators week you call yourself an operator you call yourself a dispatcher safety telecommunicators week one a radio telephone operator but you're just looking for a reason to fight drew breezy and believe me (laughs) I have physically fought this man, and he doesn't go down as easy as you think. And you know what else? He fights dirty, but his conscience is clean. Oh, it's all clean. It's it, it all got, clean. It got clean. It got clean when I fought the shark. Listen, I, I just wish I she had come shark. on the show though, because like that would have, you know, uh, come she on. Could have come I, like, listen, I, I was being a little harsh there, and 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 it is way below me to like. I, I'm not. Listen, she can have her voice. I responded with a very lengthy post about who I was and what I did and how many years I had. And she, she got both barrels. There's no question. It's, it's long overdue. But if you Google, do a simple Google search, Nina telecommunicator, Nina is national emergency number association. It's the standard in the industry. If you Google Nina telecommunicator, the first thing that comes up on my chat GPT or whatever it is for Google, Nina's telecommunicator core competency is a 40 hour self paid the standard in the industry is to call you a telecommunicator. I'm just being kind. You guys I, should I, also I Google pictures of Andrew Baxter. Right, because I was a telecommunicator. <laughs> I was not a dispatcher. Let me tell you something, too. This is this is basically saying, and John, I don't want to get your goat. Listen, this is like saying, excuse me, do not call me a, deten- a corrections officer. I am a turnkey. You know, or a if you're gonna look, or a pig or whatever, yeah, yeah, right. I am a jail guard. If you're gonna look down your nose at me, just do a little research about who you're talking to, especially if you're telling me to know my audience, because I've known my audience for 29 years. There, I said it. So if it upsets you that I've uh, that I've got almost three decades in the industry, I can't take my experience back. I wouldn't trade it for the world. I fought for people like you, and I still do, and I still I, will. I'm and fighting. if you can, if you walked into this room right now, whoever you are, I would still give you a big hug, and I would still advocate for you and protect you and do what I can because I'm going to tell you right now, 99.9 percent of that profession is great, fun-loving people just like John that that want to engage or that want to help people, and then there's that 0.1 percent in your telecommunications room or in your comm center that is that cancer that all they have are complaints they have no solutions and all they want to do is pick 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 well and they've got a chip on their shoulder too you know just automatically but i'll I'll say to this person like if you somehow get wind of this like first of all good good on us for somehow reaching you you're not banned from the show you're not going to be excoriated when you get here yes we have like minor minor beef but you come on here number one we'll talk about whatever your issue is we'll give you the floor we'll be quiet for it number two 
we're going to break down a case with whatever your experience is. Come on and be uh, be with us on here on the show because we've had Carly and uh, Dispatcher John, and we've teamed up with uh, Tenny Amanda Dispatcher shenanigans. We had Amanda on here, another nine one dispatcher. The show is for nine one one dispatchers, and we're all for uh, inclusivity and all that. So get on here and do a show with us, and tell us what your problem is, so that uh, you could feel better, and so that we can understand you. So you're so hereby most- invited on the show. You can yeah. call us at eight four eight com nine one one. That's eight four eight com nine one one. Leave us a message. Nice. Tell us how to right. get in touch with you. Get on the show. We're going to make it happen. I don't, and I, I don't want anybody going after her. Like, you can find who she is by looking on my Instagram stories, and I'm not telling you that in some passive-aggressive way to, like, contact her or something. Don't no, don't even don't bother. I, I shouldn't have dignified it. I got in trouble for my own wife for, for dignifying her with the responses that I resp- responded with. But uh, I'm telling you, this has been building for five years. I was unceremoniously removed from that position this I was in. Bullshit. And, and I'm just telling you, they had a fucking advocate. It, it's it's got there's the story is so much deeper. But as I started with, if any of you want that PDF for any reason, because I'm going to tell you this too, it made it before some of the talking points in there made it to um, the uh, the roundtable we did for the 911 Saves Act when they went and met with Cory Booker, who I'm not a fan of, but he was going to you know jump on this 911 Saves Act. Uh, some of it made it into either the Maryland or Virginia. It was somewhere in the Mid-Atlantic uh, State Senate to to discuss some of my work. It get made it in there to discuss like the plight of dispatchers, and that's what I'm all about. I, I and and you know what? They didn't write a commendation that said, "Hey, thank you, Lieutenant Andrew Baxter," because I don't need that. What I don't need also though is, hey, I'm going to correct you with some wrong information, yeah. and then I'm going to get you messed with Drew Breezy BFD. I don't think you're aware of that. You had better What's check that? yourself. I said she messed with Drew Breezy BFD. She has no idea. <laughs> I am a pretty big deal. You are. Uh, right? I, I, Do you feel I, better? Uh, a little bit. I will. There's so much uh, deep-rooted pain uh, <laughs> associated with it. Like, if you only knew what I had to go through when I went what was working up there. You think I don't um, know? No, nah, uh, you don't. I, I don't think anybody. I don't think anybody really knows. So, uh, but that's fine. Uh, so, at any point, at, at any rate, I do apologize to her right now yeah, for using sorry. the F word a minute ago. We are sorry, uh, but I'm not. I'm not going to apologize for her getting it wrong and then no. correcting her. We're not that's, sorry. That's stupid. No, no, I'm sorry for saying shut the fuck up. Like, yeah, that's, we're that's, sorry for that, but not anything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you are seriously invited on the show. If you could tell, like, Drew's serious and I'm kind of trying to lighten it a little bit. You come on the show, though. Like, let's talk about whatever you want to talk about. Like, if you think dispatchers, uh, then maybe you need you got something to bring to light. You have something to bring to the table rather than petty criticism. Then come on on. Let's do it. Let's you're do welcome it. here. Yeah. Any, and anybody else that has, like, a, a problem, like, if you're a dispatcher or, you know, if you're a cop, come on the show. Like. That's good. Come on out. Come on. We'll have discussion. And, come and, on, uh, come all. Yes. And, and, what is it you like to have? You like to have discussion without punches. What's your slogan? Discourse, discourse without, without discord. Yeah. That's uh, that's actually uh, Abby's uh, um, phrase. I, I've she had actually... enough of her getting credit on things. I listened to her late, latest episode and on being a police officer. She introduced, so she she, uh, she uh, talked to New this York police guy? officer named Nako from NYPD and LAPD. Fangirls yeah. the entire time. And I'm just like, how can I ever come back first of all after this episode? Because this guy's just like, yeah, I punched Osama bin Laden in the face, you know, for 9-11. Right. And I'm just like, yeah, I remember the time, uh, you know, I had to fight a naked guy in a shower room. 
So it's right. like I don't even belong on her podcast anymore. <laughs> right. But she was fangirling big time. She goes, "You lived in the same neighborhood as me, and we both lived in the same city. How weird!" No, they you were, know? I, I think she said they were neighbors. Did they? Did they she were? Not? Yeah. No. Yeah, it was a great episode. I'm teasing you, Abby. I love your episodes. Yeah, we and, love uh, Abby. You need to go. You definitely need to check that out uh, yeah. on being a police officer. It's a great yeah. episode. It's um, uh, he, he did. He really. He was there just after Rampart. Uh, the the scandal there. He was. Uh, he was he had was in the hiring process during the OJK. You know, it's just it's all great. He it's, was in New York for 9-11. If you think about it, he was uh, everywhere, everywhere. Something terrible happened. Well, but it's just a coincidence. No, hold on. That, because that's something I was thinking about as I was driving, listening to that, uh, because Abby was in all of those places at all of those times. Right. Like and we're supposed to just see theory that they teamed up to. Yeah. To make 9-11. Uh... Seattle. Anyway, I'll probably back off of that take. Okay, all right. We'll, we'll just. She could be CIA. We don't know. She could be. Um, but we love her anyway. Uh, yeah. Just please don't kill us. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. so uh, go ahead, John. Like, take the reins. Jesus, take yeah. the wheel. You have the beard of Jesus. If if you agree with me, uh, hit one. If you think he has the beard of Satan, hit one also. Okay, go ahead, John. All right. So uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, I was. Uh, friend of mine told me about her son who's a big fan of the show his name's thad even though earlier this week on failure to stop uh some people had some interesting uh things to say about the name thad i happen to think it's a very cool name it's my third favorite apostle is thaddeus just so you know but anyway so thad is a youngster and he likes the fact that i have a show and he likes the fact that he like met me once and he thinks i'm a big deal which is very nice thad um i'm proud to know you too and uh, so Thad, he wants to be a podcaster. He wants to do video games, which, you know, I told her like, hey, we could play Mario 3 on, on YouTube. And I don't think he has ever heard of that game. Anyway, so I said, Thad, if you're a big fan of the show, tell you what, we've been handling all these really, like, really depressing cases lately. Like we handled a case where like a brother shot and killed his, uh, his brother and blew up the house. And we handled a case where two sheriff's deputies were killed. And we handled, uh, you know, some other stuff. That's veteran just, suicide. Veteran suicide. That episode, like, is a tearjerker. So, like, we're always take, tackling, like, very heavy stuff. So I said I said to his mom, I said, listen, this is a challenge for you. I said, if you can present, get me the materials for a classic comm center case, meaning you get body cam footage from a police department and a 911 call to go with it that we could present and break down as a police officer and a dispatcher, and it's positive. I'll put it on the air, meaning like, you know, we can't have like the sad ending, sad turnout, you know, tears for the victims. I want something positive to go on. So this 12 year old boy uh, is given this assignment and he just runs with it. Like he as soon as he finds out about it, he uh, he he thad runs out and, and goes and starts digging, digs for the Internet. And uh, he comes across this case from uh, 2019 in Oregon, Ohio. And this was a very interesting case for him. And I think it's an interesting case for a lot of people who are kind of outside 911. So uh, time comes, you know, you, how do you get the material? Well, Drew, you know, just uh, illegally downs it from the Internet. And I, yeah. you know, I screen shoot it from the Internet so, so that I don't have to interact <laughs> with anyone. And <laughs> but Thad contacted the police department in Oregon, Ohio. And he says, hey, I'm looking for the 911 audio and the police body cam footage from this case. Please and thank you. And Oregon, Ohio, being the classy Lake Erie dwelling people that they are, sent it right back to him and said, here you go. So here's to Thad, who can do just as much work as I can to put together a, a case on Najee Seabrooks or anything else. He contacted a police department at age 12, got body cam footage, got a <laughs> and 911. And after, 
after two Supreme Court appeals, uh, it, he has he, finally won. He didn't the have case. To, he didn't have to do anything, and and it's a <laughs> it's an extremely interesting case because uh, a lot of people will ask me about this as a nine one one dispatcher. You may remember during a Super Bowl forty nine, I believe, there was a commercial that got played on TV that kind of like displayed a lot of of what nine one one dispatchers do, and uh, so this was uh, something that people always ask me about, and actually. If it played during Super Bowl 49, it would have happened too late. But I remember I referenced a video like this when I was in my interview process for 911. And I said, you know, this, you know, I could do this. I'll just go ahead and play the video for you here. 911, operator 901, where's the emergency? Win 27, been there. Okay, what's going on there? I'd like to order a pizza for delivery. Ma'am, you've reached 911. This is an emergency yeah, line. Uh, large with half pepperoni, half mushroom. Um, you know you've called 911. This is an emergency line. Do you know how long it'll be? Okay, ma'am. Is everything okay over there? Do you have an emergency or not? Yes. And you're unable to talk because... Right, right. Is there someone in the room with you? Just say yes or no. Yes. Okay, um... It looks like I have an officer about a mile from your location. Are there any weapons in your house? No. When it's hard to talk, it's up to us to listen. Help end domestic violence and sexual assault. So that is uh, for a, an organization. I'm sorry, I couldn't read the name on my screen because it's so far away being cooled down by ice. But uh, <laughs> so that's that's like the classic uh, what a 911 dispatcher does. And this is, you know, if we hearken back to like episode three, we talked about Paul Pelosi. And it was kind of like, you know, what are what are. Uh, what are uh, you know coded nine one one calls like? Uh, so Thad set out to uh, get one of these calls, and uh, Thad has done that. So I present for you now uh, the case from Oregon, Ohio. Drew uh, is uh, popping back in and out. He's trying to fix Streamyard, which I think is just uh, critically broken. Uh, stick around, <laughs> Drew. Stick sorry. around if you would, yeah, so that you can uh, you so you could break down this case with us because there's some police stuff in here too. All no, right, I, I, yeah, I'm I'm good. Thad, this is your case. Oregon, 911. I would like to order a pizza at 2846 Pickle Road. You called 911 to order a pizza? That's a typical uh, yeah, response. Yeah, apartment 171. This is the wrong number to call for a pizza. No, 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 no. You're not. I'm getting you now. Okay. I got it. What apartment? One seven one. The other guy still there? Yep. I need a large pizza. All right. How about medical? You need medical? No. With pepperoni. All right. We'll get him going. Do you want to stay on the phone? Can you stay on the phone or? No. All right. We'll get him going. Thank you. Yep. So there you have it. That's a, a real 911 call from 2019, which I'm sure comes after that commercial that aired on TV. But that was exactly the same thing. Uh, Drew, if you do you have any 911 thoughts on that? I mean, you you had a comment that uh, that was utterly typical that the dispatcher was correcting them. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, you you do get stupid calls like that all the time, and <clears throat> and that is the typical response. Like, come on, man, you you know you can't order a pizza here, but you know drunk people do drunk things and. Um, you know, that guy was kind of on the ball. He's like, ah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yep. Like this is his, this is finally his, uh, his Super Bowl. Yep. Um, 
I, I do think uh, on the lighter side of this, uh, if there is a lighter side to domestic violence, which I don't think there is, but um, I think it, it would be troublesome for John to understand if this were a domestic violence call or a pizza call, because where he works, he actually does take pizza orders as well. We do. Yeah. We, uh, the, uh, we uh, have uh, Turnell County pizza slash 911. <laughs> so. Um, yeah. So, I mean, he did uh, that, that dispatcher was on the ball for doing what he did and uh, offering to stay on the line and also uh, offering uh, questions, uh, pizza related questions, if you will. You know what I mean? To keep her in the. Uh, yeah. So, so that she doesn't give the game away. Yeah. Pepperoni and all this, which I would have liked to see, like, you know, would you like a side or would you want to hear about our specials? we got breadsticks going on and things like this. But the only thing, and I don't want to criticize the dispatcher from Oregon because he did a great job. Like, do you have any weapons? That's a yes or no question. Yeah. Kind of a critical thing, but it's okay because the police get there and they're able to, uh, well, we'll just show you. Drew, uh, you ready to do the police half of this classic comp center breakdown? Can't wait. Let's do it. I will add it back to our presentation. Here we go. So this is the body cam footage. We're in a hallway outside an apartment. The police are approaching. They're on either side. They're ready to know. Marco's Pizza! Oh, brother. Hello. Hello. Got a pizza for you. You want to step out? Horses. We got the victim at the door. Cool. She's coming outside. Who are the and the 911 callers coming out. And yes, she does have a toothbrush in her mouth. If you can see her. As he's hitting my mom. He's yelling. He's pushing me, punching me in my arm. I can't take that. Hit you, right? Okay, so they identified his approximate location inside the apartment. There are others inside. So one of the police officers said, hey, is it that bald guy? No, that's just someone who's there trying to keep the peace. The suspect has no weapons, and he's been drinking for hours. Drew, what extraordinary things about this case leap out to you so far? I know that you've handled plenty of domestics. I know each of them is absolutely unique. Um, go ahead and, and tackle this one for Thad. Let him know that what you would do if you were in the place of one of those police officers. Go ahead, Drew. Two victims, right? There, uh, two potential victims. That's your pool of victims right there, so keep them outside. Uh, you definitely want to get their stories so that uh, you're not in the presence of the guy. Uh, because he's going to chime in or he's going to intimidate them into giving them, giving you false information, basically, that makes him look innocent. Um, and then it, it, have, no, having the knowledge that um, he's been drinking all day, that's that, that could work in your favor. Um, if he'd only been drinking for a couple hours, as funny as this sounds, um, that might be a that might be a task. But if he's been drinking all day, you know, we're, we're looking at a couple of gut punches and we're good. Um, yeah, I, I'm sure that that as a 12 year old appreciates the effects of drinking alcohol yes. all day long. Well, that, how that yeah. dull that if if you don't first of all don't ever drink beer tastes terrible. Um, well, I'll explain that to you later. But um, this guy's Stick been drinking all day, and it just makes him you know kind of he's not as smart as you at this point. So that's all yeah. he was really trying to say. Yeah, that's that's all I'm saying. So and then uh, so well no, no actually what I'm saying is that he'd be. Uh, if he's going to resist, this is what's going through my mind. Like, you know, you're going to end up taking him into custody because she's already told you about a crime that was committed. Yeah. He's, he punched her, which is a crime that's, that's called domestic violence battery here in the state of Florida. I don't know what it's like in Ohio there, but um, <clears throat> so 
you know you're going to go in and get him or he you're going to call him out to you either way uh, it's probably safer to call him out to you uh that way he doesn't you're you're not on common ground you know you're not on, you're on common ground you're not on his in his territory so yeah you call him out and um you hope he doesn't have any weapons, but what I'm saying on the drinking part is that if he's if he's blasted, if he's been drinking all day, then it's it's probably going to be a little bit of a you know he he might do a couple swings and a miss before you're able to get your hands on him. Yeah, loss of coordination uh, yeah. and other things, uh, but we'll see how the officers and of the Oregon Police Department handle it. Yeah. So what's going on oh, tonight? They bring him out. He's arguing and I'm going to bed. Ain't here enough. Okay. I've been sober for 14 years, but I still speak drunk. Uh, He says that uh, we were arguing, but now I'm going to bed. And yep. he's got his hands up in the air. Um, he has the the hair of little Lord Fauntleroy, but he also appears to be some type of witch. He does. Uh, mm-hmm. He doesn't have any teeth. I was going to say discount Lorenzo Lamas, but I don't think that's oh. old enough to get that reference. <laughs> he is uh, wish.com Lorenzo Lamas. I'll take that. Uh, I'll, I'll do that. I'll right, get you some it. VHS tapes then, so you know who that is. <laughs> right. Uh, he could be a painter. You know what I mean? Like a painter, like from the Dutch boy, you know what I mean? The can of Dutch boy, but, uh, and that, and this is kind of like on brand for painters. All right. Anyway, go ahead. All right. So as you can see, this is not his first rodeo. He says, I'm going to bed. I think he knows what's about to happen. Abby <laughs> brings out a good okay. point. It's Sorry, it's you just based on Wolfram, sir. Can I get my shoes on? Hold on. He doesn't even care. He's being arrested. Can I have my shoes? Can I get asked what I'm being arrested for? Hold on. Hold on. So this guy who ostensibly, you know, pushed and hit a woman today, uh, his, his handcuffs are too tight. Ouch. They hurt. You know, just, I, I just I can't help but notice the lack of uh, empathy there that he's drawing any kind of conclusion that perhaps his behavior is hurtful to others. Drew, go ahead. Uh, I do see in the chat here uh, that shoes are important. I, I, I beg to differ. Like, I, I'm all about be- treating them humanely, but at the same time, like, let's get them in the car. We'll th- we can throw a pair of shoes in there. Well, it's the middle of winter in Ohio, to too. You don't, wanna, you don't have to pay that, for his toaster. That's fine. You, you know, you don't have to beat your wife either. That's true. Um, you make, make a good point. And uh, um, uh, Abby pointed out that this is Rasputin. I don't know if you heard that or not. Oh, right, no, I, I'm, my chats are way behind. I'll have to duck out at some point, but no. Uh, so we just have a few more minutes here of Mr. Simon Shoes are not important. Uh, update from Honey Badger. Shoes are not important. That They're was not sarcasm. important. Uh, also, just a <clears throat> reference out there for Falk narrator. She's like obsessed with Lasro Lopez. I don't know if there's, you know, Lopez is kind of a unique name. I don't really know if perhaps they're related. Maybe they're not. And if Lastro, if you're in the chats and you're offended by that, I've never met you. So I don't know why I really care that much about it, your opinion. I don't want you to be offended, but I guess maybe. I don't know. All right. We'll is keep this, going. Okay. Is Go his ahead. first name Lasro or is his first name last and his middle name no it's gang for what i didn't touch her 
Okay. Please argue. That's <clears throat> bullshit. Karen! Yes. We'll discuss it. All right, relax. All right, I'm not going to walk away from it. Come on, let's go. Get over it. I got a pack of cigarettes on I think. <laughs> Hold on, man. I got no drugs. I got no drugs. Drug dog, right? Oh, he did that. Oh, 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 oh. All right. All right. Thank you, sir. Amazing. The, inge- okay. the ingenuity of John, of Jonathan, uh, who, whose last name shall not be doxed like uh, Josh's, the ingenuity never ceases. That, well, that was a takeoff on the cops uh, ending, and it was he nailed it. It was wonderful. Thank you. That, yes, that's that's, that's how just about every cops episode uh, ended when I was uh, coming up in the world. I was, you know, just a young dispatcher watching cops uh, dreaming of the days that uh, of the day that, that, that I'd be able to put uh, Rasputin in the back of my car. Uh, he's more worried about his smokes than anything else. That guy is dead serious, Ty, by the way, because he's like walking away from the officer. The officer's like, why are you walking? Don't walk away from me. And he goes like, let's go. You know, like he's just, well, what, for him, the most well, annoying part of waiting? being arrested is how long it takes to just get through it. Like, let's get on with it. You know, one of the uh, actually one of the the uh, more poignant uh, questions he asked is, um, can I ask what I'm being arrested for? So he's he's fine with the arrest. He just kind of wants to know, like, I, I got to prepare myself here. Like, uh, there, was a, there was a there was a question I excised from the video, but uh, he just says courts tomorrow, right? <laughs> he's like, okay, so I'll go in front of the judge tomorrow. They'll set my bond, and then I'll be able to postpone and get out, or I'll sit there if I can't postpone. So the guy <laughs> knows the drill. He's even been arrested for domestic violence before because he knows that he's he's no bond while he sits through jail through the night. And a judge will basically decide that for him tomorrow. What else, yeah. Drew? Uh, you're you're gonna you're gonna battle. You're gonna have to decide whether you're gonna be human to this guy or not. Like it depends on how much paperwork you have. This is the reality of life. Um, it's, uh, hey man, uh, can I get one last smoke? Just just one last. I'm, I'm gonna be in there for sixty and ninety, maybe. Uh, I know so some I, cops that'll do it because they'll get the cooperation from him. And if if it's oh, already yeah, his cigarettes, they're not. I've had, had people ask me to buy them cigarettes before while I was transporting. I bought them. cigarettes. I bought cigarettes, but but you know what? I mean, like you, you softy. You, <laughs> I am, but you you um, but but it's also dependent on how much paperwork you have. Like if it, it's kind of like a kid with an iPad. You know what I'm saying? Like here, just take the iPad and, and shut up. I don't you know because I you want to you know I don't have any kids and I was didn't grow up in an era of technology. But as far as paperwork goes, just to close out the case, the officer did go back upstairs. He had victim statements for everybody in that apartment to fill out. There was a tons of clipboards, tons of paper. He had to explain to them the importance <laughs> of showing up at court. Obviously, if they don't show up at court tomorrow, that's a problem. Uh, but Thad, we want to thank you first of all for submitting a case awesome for proving work, that what I do is extremely easy. We also yeah. wanted to show a positive ending. Obviously, this guy goes to jail. And then it's uh, clear sailing from here on out to learn the error of his ways and that his his true treasure is the love in his life. And that from here on out, he will respect her and uh, be a true gentleman. So we're glad that I'm just joking. Obviously, like this guy's life is kind of screwed up, but this is a nice ending. Like nobody died, you know, like that's a good ending. Right, Drew? I think it's a great entry, uh, ending. Uh, the, 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 per, the people that needed to go to jail went to jail. Uh, good job, so we Dad. Do- I'm proud of you. 
Yeah, thank you, Thad. Uh, we have a caller I want to go to before we transition into extraterrestrials. Let's see if uh, if they'll talk with us or if it'll work or, uh, you know, because it's always a crapshoot. Are you the caller? Are you there? Nope. Hold on. Caller, are you there? I am here. And John can hear you. Hello. Okay, he can hear me. I can't hear him. So, hey, if he's if he's shit talking again, I can't. I can't hear his commentary. Hey, Micah. Hold on a second. I I got to turn on your Micah. All right, try it now. Okay. Can Micah, you hear me can now? You, hey, Micah. I can. Going? I can hear you both now. Oh, that's, that's awesome. great! A full blown comm center, everybody. Episode twenty four. Hey, if you want to call us, by the way, like Micah did, the phone number is 848-266-6911. That's 848-COM-911. Nice. 848-266-6911. Nice. I did it the wrong time. All right, go ahead, Micah. Hey, I I, I don't have much to comment on this week on uh, domestic violence. The only time I was involved in a domestic violence call in a different state, I'm not sure. Did you just get arrested for domestic violence? Um, I, I, Were you beat? No. Some someone someone else um, took a trip to the hospital, but it was not me or the person that was originally the subject. Um, but <laughs> I did not get to uh, leave a voicemail this week, so I felt bad. So I figured I'd call in. Oh, this is what we call Micah a live voicemail. So uh, I'm going to go. All right, here we go. Three, two. You've reached the comp center with Drew Breezy and JB. Please. Para Espanol. Prima dos. Marque, marque numero dos. I may have hit dos. Sorry, guys. I've been busier than a hooker on Nickel Night this week, so I was not able to leave. Hey, we just had a 12 year old watching this show. 12 years old. Yeah, I'm sorry. A lady of the evening. A lady of the evening. Go to bed. Sorry, this is probably not appropriate for YouTube. All right. Um, so we have another caller on the line, Micah. I think that you wanted to say thank you to John, though. I, I did. It's nice to hear from you, John, this week. Thank you. We'll catch you guys later. Yeah, Micah, sorry, sorry I've Captain... been incommunicado lately. I've been uh, super busy, which I know isn't fair to you. Like, I need to make time for everyone in my life, and you're kind of like on the edge of the table. You don't belong to be there. You deserve to be near the center. However, I haven't forgotten about you, and uh, I'm going to be in touch with you real soon, like tomorrow or Saturday. So just keep that in mind. All right. Captain of the Comm Center, okay. Micah, we, uh, we salute you, and uh, we are uh... – Going to uh, a 904 area code. I don't know uh, if that's somebody that could talk to us uh, or not. Hello, caller. Are you there? Hello. Hello. This is this is Tanzimonious. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Hey. Hey, <laughs> hey Tansy. <laughs> it's the uh, Sanctimonious' son, Tanzimonious. Oh, oh. The, the Tanzimonious. Tansy, I didn't know you watched the show. Was, hey. <laughs> of course, of course, whenever I can. I'm, I'm, it's movie night, but um, but uh, tonight, listen, Gromit Vomit podcast on YouTube is premiering at 9 p.m. with Officer Ryan Christian, the kickflip cop, the skate cop from Virginia Beach. It's super viral. If you guys want to continue the chat over in YouTube at 9 p.m., meet us yes. over there. As long as your show's over, 
But uh, support Officer Ryan Christian. He's really dope. And he got to sit down with Duke and the boys. And I just thought our audience would also appreciate that interview because it humanizes the badge, you know? Not and, about dispatchers, and, but uh, that. Dad might Eric, enjoy that too. And hey, listen, if, if Dad can come work for Comet Vomit. Yeah, right. He can produce it. He, he, he could can, uh, do the public records request for for Gromit Bomb. It did, uh, and if I'm not mistaken, Christian, uh, what's his name? Christian, the the officer. Yeah, Ryan Christian. He's the one that uh, had the viral video where he stopped the kid, or or, or he stopped in the skate park, and uh, he had a bunch of decks yeah. in his car, and he kind of handed them out to the kid. Yeah. The kid was amazed, and yeah, proving once yeah. again. Uh, yeah, he, uh, Proving once again that skateboarding is not a crime. Yeah, so he actually, on the um, right when he did this interview, he had just done a full game of skate, which is just like horse and basketball, um, but with anybody that wanted to compete against him for an hour in full SWAT kit. So kick flips, heel flips, <laughs> bracelets, all these different tricks in full gear. Um, and, and then he came on our podcast after I said, dude, you've got to be the most in-shape guy I've ever seen. Because, you know, each one of those tricks is a squat. Jeez. And he must have done a thousand. So, yeah, hey, uh, really Tansy. cool guy. And, uh, yeah, uh, Tansy. Uh, which I'm sorry, please forgive me for this, but which kids are on Gromit Vomit tonight? I only have like six of them, so it's hard for me to keep track. <laughs> <laughs> the one that I named Thad. <laughs> okay, so so Duke and who Thad, else? Uh, Thad is going to be the uh, the <laughs> underage producer. That was what Mike was. <laughs> Labeled him the underage I just, producer. Yeah, my I next want, daughter is going to be named Thad. I love that name so much. Yeah. I um. So, Grandma Vomit's going to be covering the breaking news tonight, though, right? About uh, that in custody death that has to do with uh, some scandal in the executive branch. <laughs> he wasn't I assume... in custody. He wasn't in custody. Oh, sorry. I, I only just <laughs> found out about it before the show, but I assume the boys are going to be breaking that down with Ryan Christensen. Uh, yeah. The massive impact that's going to have on the, <laughs> the, on the bribery scandal. Covering Barisma. There's no question. Right. Listen, I don't know. Like that, that, that case just went away. That case like went away. Like uh, they scrubbed it from Sean Hannity. Like you can't even find like there's nothing about it right now. So like, <laughs> is anybody it was, shocked? Like, big news for like one hour. I, I was I was so. not shocked when I read the initial thing, and I'm not shocked that it's completely disappeared off the face of the earth. Like we're crazy. Well, we'll we're... talk about it tomorrow for okay. sure. Let's uh, do that. There's a breakdown, but I'd love to have you guys in the chat. Um, you know, right. uh, make Ryan Christian feel really good and feel really loved. Uh, or whenever your show's over, though, don't rush your show. Don't rush it. Okay, we're we're on the aliens from skateboard well, stadium. I love you guys. All right, love you, buddy. See you. Bye, Bye, Eric. All right, so um, I, I do like that John makes everybody <laughs> makes everyone say I love you at the end of most of his phone calls. Um, it's not uncomfortable for no. me. Uh, Okay, so are we going to talk about the alien or? Yeah, I know that failure to stop has done it this week. Okay, so we have the comedian talking about how funny aliens are, and we have Night Shift talking about like how mysterious the government aspect of it is. And then last call, we have like the alien news keeping you from sounding like an asshole. But people, this is the nine one one call. Okay, this is Comm Center's territory. <laughs> I worked this the nine one one desk at Failure to Stop. This is a nine one one case. This was my case first, Tansy. This Should was have been mine. One. And Josh also. And then Jay. I know you don't watch our show, but. And you don't program anything. But anyway, you know, hi, Jay, I guess is what I'm saying to that. Let's do aliens. Oh, Drew. Drew. No, no, no. Only... I'm still here. I'm still you're here. You're audio only. I, okay. I'm still here. Just give me a second. I'm going to say, like, you're just going to leave me. You said, like, let's do aliens. You have all the media on that. And you're like, good night, everyone. <laughs> what do you? Can... I have the media on that. Yes. <sighs> I don't have all the right. media on that. We could just talk about it, I guess. I mean, it's a podcast. 
No, we 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 can find it. Hold on one second. Oh uh, shit! <laughs> I I did my end. I mean, that did my end. That did, yeah, did you my did. part of the show. That was a total miscommunication on my part. So give me uh, two seconds. Sorry. All right, uh, I'm flapjacking, but I already did the ghost bed ad read. <laughs> All right, so I'm just going to make one up. <clears throat> if you're a, a mammal, you grow hair, and we know how hard it is to shave off your hair. We know that shaving off hair in unwanted places is the most important thing. That's why we love Manscaped. They've been a loyal sponsor consecutive quarters this year. All our fans and hosts rave about Manscaped because of their uh, cooling technology and their flashlight thing that they have on there. It is going to last a long time because you take good care of your stuff. It's also presumably made in the United States of America. Every Manscaped thing uh, comes with a general good idea that it's going to last you a long time and you're going to enjoy it. And it's going to really help you uh, take care of that situation. Uh, and right now, if you go to manscaped.com, you'll see that their products and wares are for sale. And I don't know if we have an offer code with them, but maybe we do. It's probably Wolfpack. And so right now, go with go over them and uh, check out uh, Manscaped and use use the offer code Wolfpack uh, to get to get a good uh, to get a to take care of yourself. Drew, go ahead. Well, uh, unfortunately. Oh, uh, you know the, the title no, of this episode is it says it says uh, fire, like three hours ago, like right before we went on the air. It seems like. Uh, Did they bury the alien thing too, like the charisma no, thing? Fireball above Las Vegas before nine one one call was meteor. Let's oh. uh, l- let's just hear what this guy has to say, though. Yeah, just do that. Yeah. Put him on. Don't make me make up a third ad, Drew. I don't have one more in me. Can you hear that? No, I can't hear shit, Drew. All right, <laughs> All hold, right. On. Uh, <clears throat> hold on. Just hold on. I'm waiting. All right. Want to play some music or something? No. Okay. It's all right. Girl from Ipanema. Ready? Uh, yeah. Six, seven, eight. Can you hear this? No. I'm about to no. sing Three Coins in the Fountain. Do you remember that song? <laughs> no. That's a deep, deep reference. <laughs> uh, nah, we, we don't have alien stuff for you. The, the title of this episode is all about aliens. And normally I would do something right now to help, but I don't have my computer. Oh, yeah, we're, what do we got? Yeah, we were essentially uh, failures. I mean, oh, well, we had a good show at this point. Anyway, so you're looking at video. If you just want to go into YouTube and like look at your look it up yourself, there's a man standing outside. He looks up into the night sky and he sees something. Okay, so here, let me get this down. Uh, let me do this uh, properly. All right. Uh, what's your favorite episode of the X Files, Drew? <laughs> the, the one where they get everything right. Um, so essentially, what happened is, and we're going to show you the proper uh, story in a second. Essentially, what happened is there was an officer on a traffic stop in Las Vegas. Okay, and <clears throat> as he was standing there talking to the the people, uh, he says. Um, uh, you just see this fire in the sky, basically, just come flying out of nowhere. And uh, it's kind of creepy. So moments later, this kid calls 911 and says, hey, we just had <laughs> a very weird incident in the backyard. And um, 
and come to find out uh, we've we encountered two aliens in our backyard and he described them to a T. He's like, look, they were greenish gray. They were um, seven, uh, seven to 10 feet tall. So he calls 911 with this information, which, you know, I guess is proper. I mean, have you I've ever never... taken a, has your agency ever taken like a legitimate UFO complaint? I know sometimes people like they drop marijuana or they get, you know, high off of a box of drugs and then they would call you, but like you well, ever get like a legit complaint. Yeah, legitimate to the caller. Uh, I, I don't know, actually, legitimate to to nine one one. Well, but. what I mean is a sincere caller saying, "Like, my God, my God, there's lights in the sky," you know, something like that. You know, and he's. I, I don't recall anything like that. I mean, I know Tansy has definitely had uh, what he thought was a run-in with the with an alien uh, with a UFO, uh, but it turned out to not be that. But um, so. Essentially, don't keep, don't keep to, us hanging, particularly in a total absence of any presentation. What was it, Drew? Uh, I, I think it was just him dropping acid. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah, don't do drugs. <laughs> uh, we took a call. What's about uh, there's just something being in the sky? And uh, that was about it. We only took one call on it. But what's funny is, is that, okay, so I, I wrote the SOPs for agency. We did a huge update. I looked at SOPs for other agencies and like, uh, so, like, we do have, like, phone numbers for NORAD and stuff, the North American Radio Aerospace Defense, whatever NORAD yeah, stands for. American Air Defense, N-O-R-A-D, NORAD. Yeah, yeah, you know NORAD. Anyway, so we have, like, you know, their phone numbers so that we could call in if someone dials 911 from a hijacked airplane or things like that. So, like, if we got calls of suspicious things going on, I could, I would, you know, could potentially alert NORAD. I'm not sure that telling the government would be my first idea because when I get home, the men in black are going to be there to disappear me or whatever. Um, one case I've always wanted to cover, we talked about this briefly on night shift when I was over there one night, but uh, Ottawa County, I believe in 93, they had a had a, a massive night of new of ufo settings and i was thinking about contacting them or having thad do it where we could get like the original cassettes from uh, ottawa county and maybe do that for halloween i think that would be a fun episode we are most definitely going to cover that um but but anyway like so what you know what would you do in that case well you know i guess i'd tell deputies to like keep an eye on it i guess there's really nothing that you can do you know someone like carly would be great if she was in the episode right now because she would just say well like well i would scramble you know my air support and they would use sidewinder missiles to shoot down the craft to protect america i assume that's what's in the sops for for her air units and i'm sure they are armed with sidewinder missiles so i don't know we, we don't have that here so we, we have like a hot air balloon that's that our highway patrol uses to to chase criminals so if the winds are right we could, we could actually do a, a high-speed pursuit um i, I really do, I, i'm not necessarily at a loss but i mean like i, I am doing everything i'm supposed to do no it's fine it, no it's, it's okay uh the microphone has been allowed yeah and, don't worry about it we we no. covered it and they covered it earlier this week and we got to make a stink about it. What we'll say is like uh, on this case for the UFO stuff, like in honor of Andrea's first year of hosting Night Shift, you know, just go back and listen to some other episode earlier in the week and just imagine what Drew and I would have to say about it. Use the power of imagination because I think that's the most important thing that you need if you're if you're thinking about UFOs anyway, since they're not Listen, you know, aliens I'll are real. Uh, and and uh, I don't know if we're gonna have that after this episode but you know what uh, we'll do i i will edit it into the patreon version so if you want to watch listen to this show on patreon i'll i'll push this i'll put the audio into the episode so that we don't sound like a bunch of jabroni so drew why don't you just have some hot takes on that so that i can edit it in 
uh, 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 okay, I don't. Um, essentially, what happened is uh, the, the. I mean, I told you what happened, but the the um, the uh, the kid ended up doing a YouTube video where he explained everything. He's like, look. I don't expect you to believe me. He he's in his backyard in Las Vegas. They have like this huge backyard um, that's like gravel because they work on cars and trucks back there. And as evidence that something did fall from the sky, they present the following: there was a ring doorbell pretty close to the location. I want to believe as well uh, that there was a ring doorbell close to the location that caught the actual boom, and and you can hear it. There is a huge circle in the backyard, so something happened. Yeah, and there was uh, the the officer on the traffic stop a couple miles away. So when he calls nine one one, the 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 nine one one operator says initially, I didn't notice if I needed to send medical out there or or what. I mean, I, I thought he was crazy. Then I was like, you know what? what do we do in case of alien attack? I mean, how, you know, at what point do we believe him or not believe him? So the officers went out there and responded and, and he's talking to these people and they're just like, they're a little freaked out. I mean, they're not crazy freaked out, but they're just kind of like, uh, like, look, I mean, the thing was like 10 feet tall. It had glowing eyes. And, and when it was staring at me, I was frozen. And when it looked away from me, I was able to move. And, um, you know, he, he's just given this video testimony, like, I kind of don't care if you believe me, to be honest. I mean, that's, that's, you know, he's got my attitude. Like to me, I know what I saw. I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to repeat my words to you. It reminded me more of the Mothman. I don't know if you're aware of the Mothman at all. No. Okay. There's a movie from like 2000, maybe 99, but it's called the Mothman prophecies with Richard Gere and Laura Linney. It's actually a fantastic movie that like, um, I'm the only one that knows. And so do we. Yes. Just before. Okay, can you hear that? Yes, play it, Drew, for the love of God. Save the episode. Before midnight on April 30th, <laughs> sky watchers across several western states saw a bright fireball streak through the heavens. A police officer working in the Northwest Valley caught a glimpse of the colorful object on his body cam. At nearly the same time, a ring camera in the area recorded a strange noise and what sounds like a crash. One family living in a ranch-style home had a much closer view of the object. Two brothers and their father were working on a vehicle in their yard when they caught a glimpse of a sparkly object as it came crashing down, then were hit by what they describe as a shockwave. One of the witnesses, a young man named Angel, has stated when the brothers looked into the yard where the object landed, that spot was obscured and blurry, as if by unknown form of camouflage. What they saw next prompted a frantic call to 911. So there's two people or two subjects that are in your backyard? Correct, and they're very large. They're okay. like eight foot, nine feet, ten foot, I don't know. They're, they, look like, they look like aliens to us. Big eyes, they have big eyes, okay. like like I can't explain it, and big mouth. They're shiny eyes, and, and they're not human. They're 100% they're not human. Eight news now. In- uh, we, might be, we might be eating up too much... Uh bandwidth on this i don't know uh or maybe the aliens got to us but um why did so, you stop it is it because uh, i wanted to believe no i did not stop it I, i'm pretty sure that uh aliens stopped it so oh my um, gosh it, i believe hear, that kid 
I do too. Just like basically, basically what he's saying. So, I mean, I know he saw something. It doesn't necessarily mean that it was aliens. Well, it was a cloaking device. What he's talking about that adaptive camouflage that all it has to do is just, you make it just so you're not sure what you saw. Like the idea that like, it's completely invisible, like that's sci-fi or whatever, but like just, you know, some kind of energy to just distort the light so that whatever's coming off of it, whatever's it's being refracted. So you can't tell what it is. It's amazing. Um, Here's the body cam. <laughs> yeah, sure. They the said body they cam. saw some fall from the sky. They checked their backyard and they saw something with uh, like eight to nine feet, no clothes, green, green colored men, uh, not human, with uh, like the eyes were glowing and they did not, it was not a human being. Did you see it? Huh? Did you see it? Yeah, me and him saw it. What'd you see? It was like a, it was like a big creature. A big creature? Yeah, like around 10 feet tall. Because I'm not going to BS you guys. One of my partners said they saw something fall out of the sky, too, so that's yeah. why I'm kind of curious. Did you yeah, see anything land see. in your backyard? or? They see like a big, that's what they say. They see like a big, uh, like a big, uh, big sound of a light. Can we go down to the back? Can you see? I see a cat over there. Can you anything? No. No, please, can you check? Because this thing not going to let you see. Oh, yeah, that. Do you have cameras? Oh, well, I do have one camera, but it's sound of the, uh, the company. Did you see it? No. I'm kind of curious now. I want to. I want to know if there's aliens. I was with the iPhone. I say, let me. I, I want to. It was like very big. Where did you? Where did they go? Well, they say that. I'm gonna show you. Do you have a dirt backyard? Can you yeah, show me if there's a... Uh... And I'm sorry, did you see them go anywhere? No. No? You didn't? You saw... Did they probably go that way? <laughs> hey, did you guys... Hey, this might sound like a really dumb question, but did you guys see anything fall out of the sky? Um, well, listen, I want to kind of comment on this. Um, th there was a car that was passing by. He's obviously doing like a neighborhood survey type deal. And, and he's like, look, um, we call that canvassing in the police. Yeah, biz. Canvassing. So he, he's just like, hey, you know, I just want to ask you a really dumb question. Did, uh, did you see anything fall out of the sky or, you know, did you see any aliens running around? I mean, I, I I want to believe that they would have stopped and said, "Hey, I saw two two large aliens. If you're looking for aliens, I saw them back there." Like I want to believe that they would have stopped. No, but you don't want to poison the well, Drew. If these guys, if these witnesses say we we saw we dead ass saw two aliens, the cops can't be like, "Well, we have put that idea in their minds. They saw it independent of us." That way, if you need to prosecute these aliens, you, you, these witnesses are pristine. Go ahead. Yeah, I don't know if the aliens have been drinking all day either. So uh, it, it's kind of hard to t it's kind of hard to say. Uh, so in, in lieu of going through this whole thing, um, uh, your neighbors, it, it's it's bizarre. Like I'll break down from the cop side of it. Like we'll, we'll talk more about the dispatch side, but in, in a second. But like you've got to treat it like like it, it it made me think when you're when he's standing in the driveway talking to this guy, whether he's convincing or not, like. You've got to, in essence, treat it like it's real. Like, what are you supposed to do? Yeah, you can't patronize them at all. You have to be respectful and take it the complaint sincerely. Go ahead. 
Yeah, right. Because then you'll it'll forever be known as a Jonathan call. If you like, you know what I'm saying? Like, did, there was literally aliens, space, like aliens from space, the first ones that we captured. And he showed up there and he Jonathan the whole thing. He was just like, nah, okay. And he got in his car and he listened. Yeah, could you imagine aliens become common knowledge after this? And like, they always play the video, like, yeah, this is the idiot that thought it was fake. <laughs> right. This is right. And they always land where you are just to tease you into taunt. You. Well, they also also they only land in America and in major cities. Yes. I'm surprised so, they didn't destroy a landmark like the Eiffel Tower there in uh, Las Vegas or the Luxor or something or like, you know, Raider Stadium or something. Oh, that's a beautiful place. So it anyway, like a they, toilet. They looked uh, they looked around. Um, then then the other officer there just started joking with the people because this officer who's conscientious is basically saying he, he's playing the odds he's like look man if the aliens show back up just pick up the phone and dial 911 that's that's pretty much standard what you say when you leave anybody's house anyway well the yeah other- also you know you you don't want to put the fear of god in them like hey just so you know we're the las vegas metro police department we're investigating an alien invasion if you have any information here's my card you know like that right. might put somebody on edge you know that way yeah. you know you're just like hey call 911 if anything weird happens if you get abducted you get probes. You'll treat it like any other regular terrestrial probing, and we'll respond accordingly. <laughs> the other officer in in that same conversation is like, "Do me a favor. Don't call me. I'm not, I am not dealing with that. Those are aliens. That's call, not call the police, which means call someone else. Yeah, it's just right, right. Don't. So think. Uh, so when the kid did his video, he basically, you know, went through. Uh, the, the details of when the cops were leaving, he got it wrong because I saw the the body cam. But he said, "Yeah, the, the basically the cops told told us that if they come back, not to call them, just to shoot them ourselves." Nobody ever said that. that I mean, in, unless they said it somewhere else that I didn't see on the body cam. But um, you know, it's a convincing video when the kid when the kid just looks in the camera and he's just kind of like, "Look, this is what I saw." Like. I, I really don't care if you believe me or not. I know what I saw. Then you see the ring doorbell. Then you see the traffic stop. Then you hear what's on the ring doorbell. You see the circle. They said that um, there were uh, men in suits the following day driving around. Oh, my gosh. I and think we know way, who they are. Yeah, we do. By the way, uh, it was you and me, John. But By the way, um, they redacted some of the backyard i know then that doesn't that bother you because like what's on there maybe they couldn't see it but the camera could so they had to blur it out well they're not a victim of a crime so i i'm they 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 claimed well this is private property so either it's like an outbuilding where the people in the outbuilding didn't give permission you know to be filmed or 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 not not filmed like a body camera is going to film whatever body camera is going to be but they don't have to release they don't have to be part of the public records release. I'm not. Other- I'm not comfortable with uh, evidence of UFOs being redacted. I'm not comfortable with it being covered up. I believe that people have a right to know. Roswell, Roswell. You know, let's let's not let's not invoke Roswell just yet. Roswell, I'm invoking it. Go well, ahead, Drew. I, I, how far is Area 51 from? They're not uh, close. My my. Well, area yeah, Area 51 uh, is. I think it's just outside of. Um, well, it's in Groom Lake, Nevada. 
you know, Roswell was a smokescreen. I think we all know that. Um, Area 51, too much attention there now. I don't think anything's in Area 51. I don't think there's gold in Fort Knox either. Um, but uh, just, I don't, I don't like that they're they're redacting things, Drew. I think, I think the people deserve a right to know. And I'll, I'll get off that that horse. What thing. if this is Area 50? Right. Where are the other areas? Like, yeah, right. Where are the first 50? Yeah. 51. Like. Yeah. That's only the 51st state, so you can't go by yeah. that. You know what we should do? We should have Thad Serska, who is a huge X-Files fan. He's just starting his journey into the X-Files, which, by the way, is possibly one of the greatest shows and franchises ever. Uh, I would like you to open your own X-File, Thad, and try to figure out, first of all, where the other at least 50 areas are. But I also want you to contact the Las Vegas Metro Police Department and ask for unredacted footage of this UFO case, because... Thad, you can get to the bottom of things. You just emailed a guy in Ohio and he sent you whatever you wanted. I think if you if you email him, the Las Vegas Metro Police Department, they'll possibly just send it to you. And then yeah. you send it to me, and then I will leave your name out of it to protect you as a minor, and I will yeah. get all the credit for blowing this case wide open. Yeah, I mean, let's do it. Get on it, yeah. Thad. What are, we, yes. what are you waiting for? Thad, you should be emailing <laughs> Las Vegas Metro PD right now if you're not already. <laughs> Open that email. Yeah, CC Jonathan. On it. Yeah, CC me on it. Yes, your, your blind, mom has my email address. Yeah, blind CC. Blind, yes. That All way right. they don't know. So um, I, I think that about covers it. I mean, yeah. unless you really want to go into in depth. Uh, I, I mean, you know, I kind of apologize because it started off as a rant. It got yeah. you. Uh, what else did what What else did we transition to? We we had a few calls. We uh, talked. Well, about- I don't. I don't like that word transition. But yeah, we covered a bunch of stuff, and it's okay because like you're you're not feeling great. You know, you're back from your vacation, uh-huh. which means you're sick again. And yeah. um, and uh, and uh, also dead legs down tonight, guys. He's not feeling great. He's uh he's been through kind of a rough thing. So. Yeah. Thoughts and prayers to Deadleg. Also, um, Andrea has, uh, I, I regret to inform you guys, like I wasn't necessarily going to bring some of the show, but she's been indicted for thieving those bones. So she is currently in a jail Fine. in North Carolina. Yeah. So. I, I, I was wondering how long they were going to sit on that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm, I'm telling you not to belabor the point or prolong the show, but um, I, I am still suffering from whatever I had. I mean, like I have days where I'm just like, Wow, I cannot believe we got this sore throat again. And well, I'm glad um, you crossed international borders with it, Drew. That's great. Yeah, I, I spread it as far as I could. So uh, I was kind of hoping the ocean waters would have healed me, but uh, apparently, it's fu- it's funny. When I was sick and I was down there, I actually was really congested. I went to the beach because where I live, like we don't have the beach, and so I went down, and the surf was really rough, and I was in the ocean, and it was constantly like cleaning me out. It was like the ultimate like. Uh, you know uh, nasal spray experience yep. like even though i still felt kind of lousy i felt really clean afterwards so i just left my disease in the ocean whereas you took it to another country so <laughs> there's my sister saying something i can't read it hey christy all right hi christy finally he got to roswell lol yes my she father. texted me about it so also me me shouting roswell like that is also an, an x-files reference so thad when you get there that was for you buddy all right uh, we're going to wrap it up tomorrow is uh, Daniel Holt's Claw Case Part 3 on The Big Show, which we call The Big Show, which we rightfully called The Big Show by contract. Can't and be that big if I'm not on it. Go ahead. I get it. Uh, Eric Tansy and I will be breaking down the uh, probably more talking, uh, leaning towards the victim interviews in this uh, Holt's Claw uh, saga that we, we've been dealing with. Um, so hopefully you'll join us tomorrow at, um, I do believe it's at 11 Eastern. I can, I, I always, I'm 
getting more confused as we go along. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's 11, uh, 11 a.m. Eastern. And um, thank you for joining us tonight. We had a, a wonderful time. It was a good save. John uh, and I were both in the doldrums. And uh, we both kind of uh, lifted each other by each yeah. other's bootstraps. It's good uh, to be with the Wolfpack. It's good to be with you guys. Yeah. It's good that uh, people care about this show and fans like that, that you care so much that you'll contribute. So we just appreciate that somebody cares and that we get to vent a little bit and talk about our lives. So Drew, I get to catch up with you. I did, you know, I, I wrote you off as dad. So it's always good to see you again after that. I'm alive. Uh, somewhat. Yeah. Uh, so until next time, please uh, leave us a voicemail, 84826. 84266 Nice. Or 848-COM-911. Please leave us a voicemail. We didn't get any this week. Uh, come on. It's there for you. It's yep. free. It's it's like the sun. It's free. Yep. It's yep. Gives you cancer just like the sun. Okay. We love you. And as usual, John. Stick All right. Guns up. Giddy up. Good night, America. <laughs>